extensively. Cool. Hopefully that works out. <sighs> Good old podcast. I mean, we can start now. It's going to start okay. fading right now. Oh, it's going to fade. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to get used to this new theme song. Is it that hard? Well, we've only done it once before this, and I don't know when it ends, when it starts, when it begins, when it ends. Pretty sure it's been on two episodes. No. Which is to say that it has been on two episodes. Right, but the first time we did it, you made it after, and we we still had the old theme song. Yeah, but I mean, you listened to it, so you've had enough time to... I listened to it once. Yeah, but that is by by extension two times. All right, don't don't be getting all whatever, Connor. I know. I don't know what just I don't it didn't make any sense. Episode 16? Sure. Uh it's episode 16 to us. Yep. <laughs> Maybe 17. I can look into it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's 16. Oh man, four away from 20. That'll four. be a good one. Hey, that will be something. Our podcast is a teenager right now. He just got his driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking watch out, pedestrians. <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you want to start off with? We got called out. We I got, got called we, out. You got called out because you're the one that I didn't know any. Just for the record. My face is covered in eggs right now. Uh, I just, just full of eggs. Mm-hmm. I want to fry your face and put it on a sandwich. I already have. <laughs> um, yeah. So what exactly happened? What went down? I spoke on behalf of the hosts of the We Had a Good Life podcast and said that they did not enjoy the Doctor Who program hour, and they do. And I was mistaken because one of their guests, one of their frequent guests, does not. Right. Right. I don't remember this. I remember that episode of their podcast, but I don't like really remember. But yeah, that was on our podcast when we were talking when I first got into Doctor Who. So apologies, guys. We didn't mean to uh, speak out of turn. But now, but now. I'm going to put so many opinions on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the new thing. My new contribution every week is just a new thing that they may or may not actually like, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> You're just going to make the decision. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I was like taken aback. I started their their podcast this week and at the beginning of it it was our podcast and I was just like, am I dying right now? Is yeah, something just... happening that I'm not aware of? Am I dreaming? Yeah, it was the tw- the Twilight Zone music started playing. <laughs> oh man, speaking of dreams. Good god, I had the weirdest Okay, so I don't dream a whole lot anymore. I don't know why that is. But like you don't aspire to much anymore? No, I do. Not that sense of dreaming, but in the sense that when I lay my head down to, to pray. go to sleep. No, I, that, I bow my head to pray. I don't lay it down. I do. We have different pray methods. Continue. Yeah. Um, when I lay my head down, for some reason, either I, I mean, I'm sure I dream. I just don't remember them. But man, the other night I had such a vivid fucking dream. And I'm going to lay it all out for you right Hit now. Hit me with it. So... I, Eric Tooten, was in Butte, Montana. Okay. Why what, Why was I in Butte? I have no idea. I don't know why I was in Butte, Montana. If you're in Butte and you don't know why you're there, you have to get out. It's time to get out. Yeah. Um, I was in Butte, Montana. I was at um, this guy Brad's house. Brad is a kid that I was friends with in grade school. Um, and then he moved away and 
haven't talked to him in like got a into long Satan time. and got stuff into like that. Satan, he's a goth, mm-hmm. goth kid now, um, or steampunk. Yeah, we all know the story. I want to say it. Uh, he's not. Um, I think he actually lives here. Are goth sure. and steampunk the same thing? I don't think so. I'm, but they. I'm going to go ahead and say like no. It. They seem like they're the same type of people. I yeah, I think that's what it is. I don't think they're like similar in appearance or maybe even like ideology. I think it's a specific type of brain that's yeah. into both of them. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure I like that type of brain, that type of brain. I mean, I'm not saying, that I think I mean. there's a big crossover to, between that and hipsters. Yeah. There's, it's close. It's like, they're like, they're like hipsters that are so, so hipster that they don't want to be hipster. Mm-hmm. Just a different breed of hipster kind of. But anyway, they're into their stuff, Invader Zim, all that shit. I don't care. Um, that's cool. You guys like what you like. Um, but yeah, um, he's not anything like that, I'm sure. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in like seven years, eight years. But I don't he's know. Most likely not steampunk. Probably not. I think he's into like cars and stuff. I don't know. I don't fucking care. Anyway, I was hanging out with him in Butte. God knows why. But I was supposed to go over to um, another friend of mine, David. He also lives in Butte. Um, And I was supposed to go over to his house in this dream. And I had no way of getting over to his house. So Brad was like, well, here, you can borrow my dirt bike. Okay. Um, (laughs) A lot of trust in that relationship, apparently. A lot of trust. So I borrowed his dirt bike. And one of the things he was telling me was don't get, don't, don't like try to avoid cops because the headlight is out. And the headlight wasn't out in the in the bike. I remember thinking that while I was riding the bike in the dream. Mm-hmm. The headlight is not out on this bike. It's just very dim. And it would be very hard to see. But of course, in my dream, the first person I pass is a motherfucking cop. Of course. So I pass this cop and... Because that's always the first person you see if you know you're doing something wrong driving. Right. Right. And so I passed... And I don't have a dirt bike license. Do you need a license for a dirt I'm bike? I'm pretty sure there's a separate license for most Can you drive a dirt bike in town? Uh, that's a good question. Because I was doing all those things. No license. Let's turn it over to our resident motorcycle correspondent. Well, I guess he's not here. Thanks for showing up to work. Yeah. Um, what do we fucking pay these people for? I have no idea. There's a sea of people that we pay on our payroll for this podcast. Like experts in everything. Literally anything you can think of. Yeah. And the one time we need him, he's not fucking here. It's a joke. This is bullshit. This is a joke. This is shooting the Shit's bullshit gonna ch- show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Continue. Um, okay. So I uh, was on this dirt bike, pass a cop. You think in a dream when you pass the cop, you think if it's a dream, you know, he's going to pull me over. That's mm-hmm. just what's going to happen. Luckily, I'm having some good luck in my dream. So the cop just keeps going. I don't have to worry about it. So I drive my, uh, not mine, I drive Brad's dirt bike over mm-hmm. to uh, David's house. Right. And David's house isn't a house. It's, uh, for some reason, he lives in a motel room. Okay. And his dad lives there, too. And Can so, I tell you something? Yeah. This is going to sound su- super fucked up and mean. What? If you told me that was the honest truth, I would believe you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, I get there, motel room, like. Like, have you ever been to Boulder, the OZ motel? Just tiny little podunk motel. Yeah. Barely would know it was even a motel. It's just, it's it's little. Right. It's kind of like that. 
um, all ground floor, no second story. Right. It's like a double wide home with just a bunch of doors, just a bunch of rooms. Yeah. Um, and so I get there and I try to fit the, like, I'm paranoid about the bike getting stolen because it's butte. And so I like, I try to pull it into the, into the, uh, the room and his dad, who is not wearing a shirt also looks a little bit like Ron Jeremy. Okay. Starts yelling at me. Okay. Like, why are you bringing that into here? You can't bring that. in. I was like, all right, chill out, dude. I'll leave it outside. So I leave the dirt bag outside and I go and we decide apparently somewhere in the dream, we decide to go to a movie and luckily it's a dream. So the movie theater is right next door to the hotel. So we go to this movie. I don't remember what movie it was. I don't even know if we were inside the movie, but I remember being really paranoid about the bike getting stolen. And so I leave the movie Go back to next door, the hotel, motel, Holiday, Holiday Inn, Inn. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, the bike is gone. The bike has been stolen. If and he would have just let you put it in the motel room. Fucking Ron Jeremy is the reason. Um, but yeah, bike stolen, and I'm just freaking out in this room. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I lost this bike. It's not my bike. It gets stolen. How am I going to deal with this shit? I'm fucked. Woke up from the dream. Mm-hmm. That's how you deal with it. Didn't yeah. That's how you avoid <laughs> the consequences how, yeah. of losing a dirt bike. Yeah. Um, very very scared. Very anxious still because I haven't realized that it's a dream yet. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still half asleep and I'm thinking, shit, man, how am I going to deal with this? Like I'm thinking, I just woke up from the like that happened last night and I just woke up and I realized, wait a minute, I haven't hung out with these guys in years. Why am I worried? Oh, it's a dream. What the fuck does it mean? And now I'm still puzzled. What does that dream mean? Because it is so random. Can I tell you what I think that dream means? Yes. Don't get a dirt bike. Probably shouldn't because it will get stolen. Um, or this is another lesson to take from that dream. If you're going to tell someone what and what not to t- bring into your home, motel home, home tell, mm-hmm. uh, wear a shirt. Wear a shirt and yeah, yeah. And then other people's shit doesn't get stolen. It's true. So that was my weird dream. I, like I said, I don't know what it means, but hopefully I'm not going to die soon. Also contemplated, maybe that happened in an alternate universe and I was just seeing it in my dreamscape. Whoa. Yeah. I like to get real deep here on shooting the shit show. But anyway, moving on, we've got some changes going on within the, within the format of the show. Not the format, the format, just the name, just the name, namely the name. So iTunes is a a bitch. It's just being a just another reason that Apple is an evil company. Yeah. So we, as you know, have been trying to get on iTunes since we started this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. It's been a problem. Um, we thought initially because we, we had, or Biggs had submitted it Mm -hmm. and, uh, apparently hadn't heard back, but we, we were under the impression that it was because of our logo. Right. Cause he had heard that, um, you can change you can like censor the title of a show, but if the, if the word appears in the photo, it isn't okay. But he just got an email back from iTunes like a couple days ago that was like, you, that basically said you can't have any, um, expletive censored or otherwise in the artwork or the name. So, 
Right. So you may have noticed we tried to fix the label or the, the logo, um, or Biggs did. Biggs made a new logo for us right. and, and put that up, but that still didn't work. Yeah. So we found out that we had to change the name. Um, we're not officially changing the name. Nah, fuck that. We're probably changing like the URL and everything. It's probably going to just be like shooting the show or something like that. Yeah. And then we'll just here on the little program still call it shooting the shit show. It's still shit. It's, it's much more fun. Yeah. It's still the same old shooting the shit show. You know, um, we'll just, we're just going to be calling it shooting the show. So when you get your little podcast apps and you go to search for our show, um, ostensibly you'll be searching for shooting the show now ignore all the podcasts about guns ignore them because <laughs> who needs them not me you have your guns and ammo mag don't bring it don't bring your guns into my podcasting yeah be looking for i'm assuming it's going to say half-baked opinions and lots of them because that's our uh that's our tag something like or that something like that it'll, it'll, you'll see eric and connor probably in the description but shooting the show hopefully all our episodes will go up by then um we're going to be getting a new logo soon and hopefully we'll get that all figured out within the next couple of weeks but be aware there are some changes happening if you can't find the the podcast then um Ask one of us. Ask one of us. The Not Safe for Network Facebook page. Yeah, just send us a message on the NSFW. No, NSFNW. Yeah. Go ahead and just say the words. The Not Safe for Network uh, Facebook page. You'll be able to uh, get a hold of us there. Um, Maybe we'll start our own website at some point, but I have to learn how to do that first. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's not hard. Um, But anyway. With that being said, let's let's get into the show, the the shit show. Um, Connor, mm-hmm. uh, you saw Gone Girl. I did see Gone Girl. How was that? It's really fucking awesome. My brother did a much more probably passionate and in depth review of it over on the Montucky Skies podcast. I, I heard, I heard. Did he? Okay, it's so fucking good. It's yeah. so good. It's like. I knew almost nothing about it because I'm trying this new thing where, like, I try to keep up on what movies are coming out as well as I used to, but I'm trying not to know almost anything about those movies at all. Like, I don't watch trailers anymore, really. I don't... I read cast and director and then maybe, like, a super tiny synopsis, but, like, I try to know as little as possible. I could never have predicted like the way that the story unfolded because I've never read the book either, but it's just such an interesting way to like play with emotions and perception and stuff like that. And it's like, it's just really good. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but, um, Fincher is really good at that. He's really good at suspense. Mm -hmm. Um, probably he might be one of the best at suspense. Um, how does it compare to like other movies he's done? Um, it's, I was reading a Grantland article about uh, Fincher movies, about Gone Girl specifically, and um, I think they they said something really interesting, which is like the biggest knock on him is always that he's like really cold and like not that emotional a director. He's a lot more about just like like suspense and like shit like that, um, and not really caring about characters or giving them a ton of growth, mm-hmm. but. Um, it was, it's like a really emotional movie. It's like a, it's very warm. I would describe it as it's just, it just feels like it's weird. Yeah. It's hard to say. I want to see it now. I'm definitely going to see it. 
I'm trying to think about like what my favorite movie of his is because he's done so many over the years. Aliens three. <laughs> did he do that? Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Um, it's not that. No. <laughs> Seven was really good. Um, Seven's very good. I really want to watch it again because I've only seen it once and it was a while ago. Um, probably like four years ago, but God, it was such a good movie. Yeah. So like that movie is probably one of the best suspense movies I've ever seen. Um, just because like I went into that movie, like not knowing anything about it. And like, so when like I saw the end, like the what's in the box, what's like, in the box fucking murdered my soul. Yeah. It's, I was just like, Oh, poor Quinn. Yeah. But yeah, um, that whole movie is done really well. Um, and, uh, oh God, there was something else I was going to say about it. Oh, Kevin Spacey. My I mean, God, that might be like one of the best performances I've seen him in is like that kind of character, at least terrifying. He's so scary. So scary. Yeah, dude. Um, and then social network was pretty good. That's probably like his first, like really big one, mm-hmm. like that put him on the map these days, at least I would say. Right. Um, that and the new, uh, the remake of girl with the dragon girl tattoo. With dragon. I haven't seen that yet either. It's uh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> you said that. So like, like it wasn't necessarily a good thing. You're just like, it's uh it's very good. Yeah. I mean, it's, I saw the whole like Swedish trilogy first mm-hmm. and it's not that much different from really? that. It's, but it's like, it's exactly as good as you expect David Fincher's version of that movie to be. Right. And the opening is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like, is he going to be making the, the sequels or is he just like doing the, first I think he's like, eh, whatever. I, I have zero concrete knowledge about this. I think if I remember correctly, he wants to, but like, I don't think it did that great for them to do it for him. Oh. Um, but I think, I don't know. That's a shame though. I would really hate to see, like, if you're going to remake something, remake the whole thing. You can't like, totally. remake one movie out of a series that's already been made three or four years prior. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's just... First of all, I don't personally believe that if if there's a movie um, that comes out... When did the Swedish versions come out? Like, 2006, 2005? Um, yeah, like mid-2000s. I think they got here in, like, 2010 and 11, and I think they had been out for, like, a year or two in Sweden. So. Okay. So... And that, that newest, the, the remake was like maybe two years, 2012, 2012. Okay. So first of all, I don't believe that if there's a movie that's made like a foreign movie that's made that is based on a book already Mm -hmm. based on a series of books already, that's already an adaptation of something. Okay. And they've done it well. I, I assume I haven't seen them. Yeah. They're what I hear. They're very, very well done. Yeah. Um, I don't see any tangible reason other than money not to make the rest for the, well, that well not that necessarily that, but to make the remake in general, like it's a Swedish film Mm -hmm. and we made an American version of the same film with American stars. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that most of America is too dumb to read subtitles and watch a movie effectively really makes me sad. I agree. Because there's no reason to distort even there's no reason to distort something that's already been made just to make it easier for Mm -hmm. us. Um, and especially not something that's already been a, like something you're remaking something that's already been adapted from something else. Yeah. I'll say this. I think Rooney Mara was the star of Fincher's 
version of it. Mm-hmm. And she's like very, she's really, really good in it. I think I like uh, Numi Rapace, who was in the, the Swedish, Swedish one better. Yeah. Like she was, she's so, so good in those. Yeah. And like, I have never even seen the movies, mm-hmm. but just by looking at the covers of all of them. Yeah. Like I can just tell. She's amazing. In yeah. them. Like those are the reasons she has American work now. Mm-hmm. I think uh, obviously, but yeah, I mean that's great that Fincher did it, but at the same time, I don't see the need for it. Mm-hmm. And if they are going to do it, which they already did, then fucking finish it. Yeah, don't just make the first one and be like, eh, good enough. Like, regardless of money, totally. That should be like, how does he feel complete as a director, not making the rest of them? I don't think he does. I yeah, I I've, like I said, I think he wants to yeah. do them. Um, so that's my two cents on that. Yeah. What, what is awesome that my brother also did bring up on the podcast is that he is open and intends to use Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for any future soundtracks. He that's does good. Ever, which is f- so good there. I love their soundtracks so much. Yeah. They're really good. Um, they started with social network, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. It was when he's, when he started using Trent Reznor. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I, yeah. And I like really liked that he, he got an Academy award for that. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that he's gone from... Does he have Grammys? He has to have Grammys I by now. I would assume so, yeah. yeah. Uh, he has an Oscar. I want him to get the EGOT. The EGOT? Yeah. <laughs> Make a Nine Inch Nails musical. <laughs> Make a Nine Inch Nails television program. Oh. 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 I think... Okay, so Fincher is doing that um, Showtime show. Which one? Oh, fuck. I can't remember what it's called. He's doing like what Soderbergh did for the Nick. The Nick, yeah. Um, he, I can't remember what it's called at all. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to use Trent Reznor for that too. So they could get the Emmy. <laughs> they could get. They the could Emmy. get an Emmy. They could. They have an Oscar. They ha- have to have Grammys. They're. Oh my god! I want. This is my new mission in life. <laughs> get Trent Reznor and Egot. <laughs> We're pulling for you, man. Um. <laughs> Dude, I'm really upset that they didn't... Because when we watched The Nick, it was uh, like a promotional thing that HBO Go was doing. Mm -hmm. They only aired the first episode. They did. I was under the impression they were going to be airing it Mm -hmm. on HBO Go like normally. Right. So I'm really disappointed that they haven't been doing that because I I, I watched the first episode. I liked it. I wasn't like, like enthralled like I was when we watched Leftovers. Right. I wasn't like completely like, oh my God, I have to watch more. But... Because we haven't watched more. Right. I wanted to. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I really wanted to. I'm pretty sure I remember leaving a copy somewhere on the internet, so I can go grab that sometime and we should watch it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, you can't show me a show where <laughs> where Clive Owen has to inject cocaine into his Right penis. in the dong. You can't show me that and expect me to not want to watch more. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking travesty. Or, and these aren't mutually exclusive, because I do want to watch more. Also, you can't show me a show where Clive Owen shoots cocaine directly into his penis and expect me not to shoot cocaine directly into my penis. <laughs> At least once. You gotta try it. Mm, once? You got, well, Did it five minutes ago. All I'm saying, you collapse all your veins, you gotta find the one vein that you didn't want to collapse. Mm-hmm. And you collapse that motherfucker too. Mm-hmm. You collapse. Can you imagine a collapsed vein in your ki- in your dick? I think you just chop it off. I think you give up on it. You just call it quits. Yeah. Throw in the towel. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, really disappointed that we can't watch more of that, but we should try. Um, I'll try to find that. Yeah. Speaking of television. Okay. Um, this morning. Mm-hmm. It was a very weepy morning for me. Was it? Yeah. Um, I know you haven't finished it yet, so I'm not going to give too many spoilers. I already know how it ends. You already know how it mm-hmm. ends? Okay. So, I, for the past two weeks, have been uh, watching How I Met Your Mother the last season. Because I'm like all caught up at the last season. And last season just came on to Netflix um, right. about two weeks ago. So I've been watching that this morning um, and part of last night. It started last night because like probably the last four or five episodes get pretty emotional. Like a, a bunch of big stuff happens. Right. Or is happening. Yeah. And it just gets closer and closer to the point where he's meeting, where he's going to meet the mother. Um, so last night... <laughs> Um, I was at the girlfriend's watching uh, the How I Met Your Mothers. Mm-hmm. She was doing homework, had her little beats on. I it wasn't paying attention to me. Um, I'm glad <laughs> because, <laughs> and this is very like this is kind of embarrassing, but at the same time, I don't care because TV and film affects me in mm-hmm. a certain way that it doesn't affect other people. Yeah, um, and I've been watching that show since probably the beginning of high school. Whenever it, like it came out, two thousand, I watched started watching like two years after it actually aired. Two thousand seven would yeah. be that. Yeah, so probably around two thousand eight then, because I started. I remember the third season was out on DVD by the okay. time I started watching. Um, started watching it a while ago, and uh, like caught up to the point where I was watching it like as the new seasons came out, um, not like on broadcast, but like on the DVDs and stuff or right. Netflix. So I've spent. To like seven, eight years with these characters. When you spend that long with characters, no matter what happens, no matter even if the show goes to shit in the last three seasons, mm-hmm. which, to shit show, to the shit show in the last three seasons, which How I Met Your Mother started to kind of dip into it in the later seasons. Yeah, it's like it's it found it like what it was doing, and then it just kind of kept doing. Yeah, that. and like that's fine. Like you, you can't really blame. Yeah, it them was for never that. like bad or like terrible to watch it was just like this isn't as captivating right and like that's what that's like shows know like breaking bad was a show that kind of got it right like five seasons all five seasons are fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. all five seasons tell get the story progressively better they get better as they go um and like the the writers of that show they just knew what story they wanted to tell they knew how many seasons they needed to tell it in and it didn't get convoluted. It didn't get washed out. It was all fucking just intensity. And especially the end of the fifth season, just fucking, I don't know, felt like I was being punched in the gut every time I watched an episode. Yeah, it was like, it was diff- like physically difficult. I literally to watch could show. not relax while watching mm-hmm. it because I was so worried. Um, and that that's just my, my favorite show of all time. Like, that's just, it's happened. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's like everyone's favorite X-Men is Wolverine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that show like kind of knows that after a certain point, the show starts to go stale. Um, it happens with friends. Friends is awesome. Uh, as a sitcom, at least, uh-huh. uh, for the first like six or seven seasons. And then it starts to like the last three seasons are not good. In my opinion, I'm not well versed in friends at all. Are not good. <laughs> Anybody that knows friends would probably agree with me unless you're my girlfriend. Because she likes them all, um, I admire that. Yeah, and it's it's her that's her show. <laughs> it's um, her stories. Yeah, it's her stories. Um, but how I met your mother, um, it started to kind of dip into that, and the eighth season is probably my least favorite, um, just because agreed. 
like they are doing big things like at the end of that season you see her face the mother's face or mm-hmm. whatever which is a big thing um but the seventh and eighth like those two seasons are pretty laggy don't do a whole lot for me um but they did something really cool with the ninth season that like caught my interest again so like the seventh and the eighth season are all like building up to this wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. And like in that, in those seasons, you don't know whose wedding it is or whatever. Right. Um, but they're all building towards this big wedding. And then the ninth season, like at the end of the eighth season, you find out it's Barney and Robin's wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the ninth season just takes place in that three days that like the, the weekend of their wedding, that that's the entire season is contained in those three days, which for one thing is different because the, the, framing device of time is used in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, just like in the, the sense that it's the season starts at the beginning of that weekend and ends at the end of that weekend. Yeah. And like they, like that show jumps around into, is this still like a 22 episode season? It's like 24, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're still pretty lengthy, which is really cool. That is shows cool. aren't I, doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good 20, 25 episode half hour sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the perfect, choice for like sitcoms mm-hmm. it gets a little contrived when you're doing it if you're doing an hour-long program lost, 13 episodes first three perfect. seasons of lost dude cumbersome cumbersome dude and then even like i think the fifth or the sixth season went back to like a long season i'm pretty sure. also terribly oh, cumbersome. God, dude it was so hard i think um, it took me a month to watch that season yeah it was i watched it as it was airing so it was like pretty easy for me like it was a long process but right it was it was easy um except for the fact that i didn't know what the fuck was going on for half of it just like what's happening <laughs> what does flash sideways mean um but they uh yeah so it's it's limited in time as far as like what happens in the season and they, they jump around in time a lot on that jump show. around so like you can see like forward in time and back in time like they go back to a lot of previous episodes which I will say is another thing that show does really well. It, they're so good at continuity. They're they're probably the best, I think. The best show I've seen as far as like continuity goes. As much as they jump around in time mm-hmm. and as continuous as that show is, they've they're really good at it. They've yeah. mastered it. Like the easiest indication of that is Lily's hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Every amazing. Time in the flashback it's always the same, yeah. Um but uh also just recurring jokes. It's one of the that totally. show has like probably the best like and longest recurring jokes of any other show, I think probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, uh, anyway, so you see, um, throughout this, it's like a regular season, but it all just takes place in at that place at the far Hampton or whatever the inn, Right. Um, which is really cool. I thought that was really fucking cool that they limited themselves to like that. Yeah. That got a lot of outrage. There was a ton of outrage about that season. I disagree with it. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. I do I've read a lot about it on the internet and a majority of that outrage. And it's probably the only reason I'm like, cause I loved the ending. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it's probably just misdirected sadness at it being over. Yeah. It's that's definitely a lot of it. And like people were just outraged with the way it ended. But if I'm, I'm going to get to this, I'll explain my, my thoughts, but they, they limited all uh, it with time. And, as it grows on like towards the end like just like with any show big changes are happening um and like big things are happening forever their entire lives are changing right um and you and we as a viewer are like expected to believe that like because we're seeing like flash forwards of like ted and the mother later on in their in their history Uh um and i didn't notice it until like the end 
because of what happens in the end, but I didn't notice that they, it never really showed them as old, which you would think it would. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people saw this coming. Um, cause I, I guess they hinted at it in previous seasons a little bit, but I never, you know what happens, right? Yes. Like I couldn't recite it to you now, but I have read it. I have. So, read you know, happens. okay. Like um, as soon as you say it, I'm going to remember it. Okay. I never would have expected that the mother dies. Mm-hmm. Like I never, cause like, I think they did a really good job of hiding it and making it. Cause like I was watching it from this perspective of, Oh, he's finally going to meet the mother. And that's the end of the story or whatever. Right. Um, but they, they, they build it to a way. And then like the last four minutes of that, the last episode, um, you find out that she's sick and that she dies and he goes and does the French horn thing with Robin, mm-hmm. which a lot of people hated right. from what I read. So many people hated the ending and they actually included the, that alternate ending on the, uh, the box set, which the alternate ending is just, he meets the mother end of story. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure was very satisfying for some people. Yeah. I, but I don't think it would have been as effective mm-hmm. because you spend this entire show thinking that just waiting for this mystery character. And then the last season, they finally introduce you to this mystery character and let you get to know her and mm-hmm. let you like her. They defined the ending eight years ago. Yeah. And that's, that's another cool thing is that the show lasted that long with such a, a finite ending. Like we know what's going to happen. And with Jason Siegel trying so hard to get out. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. He didn't want to be on the show anymore. He just like, I don't think he wanted to do 10 years of that show. Probably not. Yeah. I remember cause he, was on that show and then his his stuff started to really take off like midway through yeah like, probably second or third season even because mm-hmm. i remember knowing jason siegel from like uh forgetting sarah marshall and mm-hmm. the muppet movie and all that before i even started watching how i met your mother really not the muppet movie but, yeah because that was but like definitely forgetting sarah marshall and i've known like other like, like freaks and geeks freaks and geeks knocked up all that stuff yeah. um all the apatow joints. yeah he was the boyfriend in undeclared he was so funny in that oh yeah he was eric yeah he was yeah yeah i fucking love that show dude apatow's shows are great yeah somewhat he's gonna be something someday that apatow I, he's already some, i mean i haven't really i would i would yeah <laughs> see i stopped watching judd apatow stuff in 2001 did you no i'm kidding okay <laughs> this has been a joke the entire time i figured um i haven't seen his latest one this is 40 have you seen it yeah is it's it fine good? it's good okay um really liked funny people i, I love funny people great movie a lot funny of people people's really like it. long it's really it's longer than it needs to be but i enjoyed what he was trying to do yeah um but anyway um yeah she dies i never would have expected that and like the more i think about it and i'm just like i, I remember watching it and keep in mind when i was watching the i watched a couple episodes last night and then i watched the two-part finale this morning so the couple episodes i was watching last night were tough because big things were happening like marshall and Lily were having another baby and just shit was happening and so I was like a little, a little bit weepy, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Weepy. Like you're, you were just prepared to be emotional. I was, I was too emotional to be around my girlfriend. Okay. Way too emotional. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I was, I had a couple moments where like, it seemed like I might've been coughing, but really I was holding back tears. Were you holding back tears just now? No, not just now. Okay. But like <laughs> last night, this morning though. Um, I became aware, not necessarily became aware of the fact, but the fact that I am such a bitch Mm -hmm. 
was made very clear. Dude, you're talking to King Bitch, though. I, throughout watching, because the two-parter is pretty, it's pretty emotional. Like, things are coming to an end, and, like, that's sad. But just seeing what's happening with the characters is really sad. But I, I'm very embarrassed. But I was trying to hold back tears, even by myself, because, like, I didn't know when you guys were coming home, and I didn't want you to walk in on that. Because after watching it, I needed a good hour of just primer, just, like, just okay process this information and get over it okay <laughs> just and wiping tears every minute for like literally yes literally the entire time from yeah. the moment i started the episode the first episode to the minute i ended the second episode especially through the second episode like i kept making this sound <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm familiar just like and i'm just like god you're such a bitch eric quit it but i couldn't I could not quit crying. Literally tears just flowing from my eyes throughout the whole episode. And especially like the last five minutes of the episode, I'm just like, and like just weeping at the end. I'm just weeping. I don't even care anymore. I'm just fucking crying my eyes out. And then I watch the alternate ending, whatever. Mm. But after processing the information, um, for a good five hours, I've come to the conclusion that it's the best ending they could have done. Because, for one thing, it surprises you. Because mm-hmm. you don't expect her to die. You expect them to live happy or whatever. Second, I did see the Barney-Robin divorce thing happening. Right. I saw that happening. It's, because it's Barney. Because it's Barney. And like just throughout that entire season, it's just them basically asking their friends, should I be getting married? Like They're not sure. Mm-hmm. And like just constant issues come up. Um but yeah, I could already tell that was going to happen. And probably about halfway through the episode, I figured that they'd probably have Ted end up with Robin. So I think it was the best ending they could have had. Because if you think about the entire scope of the show, the entire show is about those two. Like it's about, it's a constant back and forth between Mm -hmm. those two. Like, and I like, I remember a lot of people were pissed off with one of the endings of one of the seasons where like you think that those two are done and then Ted just just like, Oh, I love you, Robin at the end of the season. Yeah. And like, I read a lot of things online where people were just like pissed. Like, how could they do that? I'm so sick of them do beating this dead horse. Like, okay, fine. But in the scope of the show, the entire show is about those two, about those two being together. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's supposed to happen. Yeah, but you know it doesn't because from the very first episode they misdirect you and say, "and that's how I met your aunt Robin," mm-hmm. which leaves it kind of open. But at the same time, you're just like, "no, he's, there's another girl." Um, but not only is that ending real, like that's like real heartache. Yeah, like you finally met somebody that's that you, like human shit. That is human shit, and you don't get that from a sitcom that often. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's, it's like you thinking, man, like, is this real? Like, is this like, like, that's like, that's real. You don't expect people to get sick. You, th- you expect people in the sitcom to just live happily ever after mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but that's like a real thing. And when you find out that the entire show where he's telling his kids this story, he's really just looking for acceptance from them to go, to go for it with Robin. That's fucking perfect. I think. Yeah. I think that's such a perfect ending. 
Um, so that's my two cents on the on the way that show ended. I know it ended like a year ago, but I only saw it recently. So yeah, I'm yeah, waiting. I, I want to like really bang it out. Just like take yeah. a day that I want to do anything and just like it's really cry. good. It's really good for that. Um, but you will cry. Yeah, it it's gonna be cry twist. Cry fest 2014. It is so fucking sad and like happy at the same time. And like the very last shot is, uh, um, basically he's talking to his kids, um, and they're just like, "Yeah, go for it" or whatever. Which that scene I didn't like as much because the kids' dialogue was kind of like for the general audience member yeah like they're not quite trusting their audience the kids kind of explain it like you've told us this story and it barely has mom in it at all uh it's really about you wanting to get together with aunt robin like they they spell it out for the audience pretty much right um but the last shot is just him standing outside her her window and she looks out the window like in the very first episode um and he just holds the french horn up and like that's the end of it and it's just title card how i met your mother and it was fucking perfect. Like they just nailed it. The title card was perfect at the end because it just caps it off. Um, and I love it. I fucking love it when shows come full circle. Yeah. Where they like start with one thing and end with the same thing. Jack's eye. That's the, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like you start a series with Jack's eye opening and you end it with him closing his eye. When he's dying. I fucking weeped. Yeah. I fucking weeped. No matter what you think of the end of Lost, I fucking weeped. I liked it. Now, granted, I've only seen it once. I've only seen the sixth season once, whereas I've seen the other seasons probably like twice through. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to steam through them again here soon. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, but just a great ending. And I love it when shows do that. When you spend that long with a show from beginning to end, and then they just bring it all back around and tie everything up. Fucking love it. Totally. So... In in summation, How I Met Your Mother's Ending was good in my book. Good. <laughs> I'm I'm glad. Um, it's the only season I haven't watched yet, so I'm yeah. stoked. And I've I'm kind of like scared because I'm coming up on the end of a bunch of shows. I think because um, we're almost done with Misfits. We have one episode left, literally, of Misfits. <laughs> we got to four episodes from the end last fall. Last fall, like. Two weeks ago, we watched like three episodes in a row, and now we are on the last episode, and we still haven't finished the goddamn series. Do you want to do that tonight? I'm down. Okay. I can get down for that. Um, but yeah, shifting gears. Uh, I mean, I got to go. I got class at three. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want to finish this later? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Okay. What time do you get out of class? 4.20, bro. Okay. We'll have to do it tonight, then. Okay. When I get off work. Um, we're at 40 minutes we so are? yeah 42 okay. minutes well um i guess i'll i'll save how long do you have like right now i mean it starts in 15 minutes oh okay all right well i'm gonna save what else i was gonna talk about till next week sorry that's okay like if you want we can just do like another episode yeah like, a little bit later today totally um so anyway yeah that's uh that's shooting the shit show episode 16 good uh good 40 minute potty yeah. In a couple senses of the word. Yeah. It's if just I, like a brick of poop. <laughs> if I like was keeping track of time better, I wouldn't have spent the entire episode talking about how I met your mother. I'm fine with it. I don't uh, feel bad. So yeah. Um cool. That was that was episode sixteen, so I hope you guys hey, enjoyed it. Can I tell you something else just yeah. to really to bring it full circle for uh-huh. you? 
Uh, we had a good life. Does not like how I met your mother. They don't. They do not. That's the statement that you're just making. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's the deal, guys? Why don't you like how I met your mother, dude? <laughs> when you listen to this later, you're gonna hear your voice distort so fucking heavily in that question. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I can explain it to you, but it's gonna be boring, so oh, we can stop yeah. recording first. Anyway, um, in summation, we had a good life. We cannot speak for you. But we are going but to start. I, I plan on it. We're gonna we're gonna just say your opinions. Whether that's our new weekly segment, right or not. We have we we have music recommendations. We got Zoltar stories, which we should bring back sometime. And yeah, then we got we I had a good life opinions. Term. Okay, quick quick. Uh, what you listening to? What uh, you, listening to? you go first. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Pearl Jam. Um, Yield specifically is a really good album. So if you like Pearl Jam, check out Yield. If you haven't. If you don't like Pearl Jam, um, try starting with with Yield, because that's what I started with, and it's fucking awesome. I'll keep talking about it while you look. Um, um, have you, have I said um, Kevin Devine's Make the Clock Move? Make the Clock's Move I don't already? think you did. Okay, that's what I'm going to go with, because I rediscovered that record like last week and it's so fucking it's good really fucking it's just good. A, like an awesome collection of songs yeah i never like that's the probably the, i think that is the first album of his i heard because oh, um, i heard ball game first can't then, got, can't find it on vinyl anywhere no it's what a shame that sucks all right that's it for episode 16 um look out for shooting the show on itunes because hopefully you'll find it soon but it is still shooting the shit show so in our hearts in everybody's hearts in the hearts of america in our minds and in our car can't rewind we've gone too far also um just a bit of advice if you borrow someone's dirt bike make sure you lock that shit up or at least take the key with you yeah that's it goodbye everybody hi i'm biggs i'm here to tell you about the wonderful opportunities afforded to you by subscribing to all the wonderful podcasts here at the not safe for network Subscribe to Montucky Skies at montuckyskies.blogspot.com and you could find a career in woodworking, mechanic, or TV VCR repair. Subscribe to We Had a Good Life at wehadagoodlife.com and you'll discover opportunities such as cobbler, fire and brimstone layer, or advanced lifeguard technician. Subscribe to Shooting the Shit Show at shootingtheshitshow.blogspot.com and you'll love the prospects available in the field of cell phone sales, dragon grooming, or masters of the custodial arts. Subscribe to Real Roulette at realroulettewithzackandbigs.blogspot.com and you'll be awed by the chances to spread your wings in dot matrix printer sales, do-it-yourself manual writer, or subservient satanic minion. Subscribe to Box Office Battle at boxofficebattle.blogspot.com and explore the magnificent fields of farmhand personal assistant, snake oil salesman, or professional couch surfer. And don't forget to sharpen your workplace skills with the new podcast that's debatable coming soon. The Not Safer Network is dedicated to help you find that shiny new job that you never knew you wanted. 